Greetings, and welcome to the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series. Podcast episodes are available on VHHA.com and on popular podcast hosting apps, including Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and many others. We're a member of the Public Health Podcast Network, the Virginia Audio Collective, and the Family Podcast Network. Podcast episodes also air each Saturday at noon and Sundays at 10 a.m. on 100.5 FM, 92.7 FM, and 8.20 a.m. across Central Virginia, and Wednesdays at 1 p.m. on 93.9 FM in Richmond. Please send questions, comments, feedback, or guest suggestions to pcfpodcast at vhha.com. That's pcfpodcast at vhha.com. I'm Will Seldon with VHHA, and today we have a special two-guest episode of the Patients Come First podcast. We're recording this in April, which is National Donate Life Month, and because of that, we're excited to welcome to the show Janelle Hull and Mary Small, two women who share a unique medical bond, which we will cover and much more. But first, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. So both of y'all obviously have your own unique lives with your own personal story and circumstances, but you were brought together by a really unique shared experience, which is that you both need a heart transplant. You both arrived at VCU Health within about a week of each other, and that's where our story begins. So there are a lot of people involved in this whole process, but the initial connection between the two of you, I understand, was sparked by a social worker named Megan Maltby, who met with both of you separately. Mary, can you tell us about the experience working with the social worker in that circumstance? What was her role? How did you come to hear about Janelle and, and that whole experience? Uh, Megan's amazing. I mean, she's very happy and positive, and I guess because both Janelle and I are moms and we were both very happy and positive during the experience, even though it's a very scary experience <laughs> to be in heart failure. We are two unique people that definitely stay positive all the time. And on days that I had hard days, that's kind of when Megan had mentioned that there was another mom. She was going through the same thing and that I wasn't alone. And that made me feel really good to not feel alone that there was somebody else there with me, even though we didn't meet and we weren't in the same room. Yeah. So. Yeah. I can imagine that's, that's really fascinating. And we'll touch on sort of the patient confidentiality aspect of that in a second. But um, Janelle, I just want to ask, you must've had a similar sort of reaction when you heard that there was another mom down the hall who was experiencing something similar to you. So how did that knowledge help you through that really trying process? It, it was comforting, but <laughs> I was a little bummed out too that there was someone else going through the same thing as me because it was like oh no like you know because it sucks being in that position it sucks feeling the way that you do being you know just hurting and dying essentially and um so I I felt bad knowing that there was another woman another mom that was going through the same thing I was but then also it was comforting knowing like wow I wasn't the only one and there was somebody that was there that knows exactly how I was feeling because she was going through the same thing that I was going through and I do wish that we could have met before the surgery and when we were kind of going through the meat of things. But honestly, with how we were feeling, there was, there was no way we, we could have been able to hang out as much as like, you know, I wish we could have, but you know, um, just, just knowing that she was there somewhere down the hallway. I mean, there was even a possibility we could have been like right next door to each other. And we didn't even know, like it was, it was still very comforting. It was like having a guardian angel next door. You That's know? awesome. Yeah. You touched on that sort of empathy aspect of it, which is inspiring. I mean, considering 
the pain you must have been in and, and Mary, you as well. It's just, it's inspiring to hear that you were not only concerned about yourself and your own well-being and health, but also hearing about someone else in your similar position that affected you in that way as well. Janelle, I wonder if you could talk about the role of Megan Maltby, who, as we mentioned, was the social worker for both of y'all, helping you navigate this whole process. What was that like and what sort of role did she play for you? Um, Very similar to Mary. She was a light in all of this. Like Megan, Megan was very upbeat, very positive, very like, look, we're going to get through this. Like everything's going to happen. And, you know, we're, we're going to get out through the other side and everything's going to be okay. I have your back. And, you know, she was, she was like our, our go-to. She was like our best friend and, you know, our, our coordinator in, in all things, like what, what we needed from the social aspect to just making things happen. And, and then also, you know, telling us about each other, you know, me to Mary and Mary to me. She was there for us socially, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. And, um, and she, she is just such a, a positive, beautiful spirit and definitely the person that we needed going through everything we were going through pre-surgery, post-surgery. She is an, a beautiful person inside and out. That's awesome. Yeah. We hear so often, I mean, we've interviewed a lot of folks who've been in the hospital and gone through these sort of experiences, maybe not exactly what you guys have been through. And it, it's telling to he- hear how often they talk about the relationships with the providers making all the difference. And obviously a whole team of folks were there taking care of you, but it sounds like this was such a you know, specific and important relationship that you all both developed with Megan. And it's just really, it's cool to hear that, that those providers can make such a difference. So I, I brought this up earlier I want to talk about this issue of patient confidentiality, which I think is sort of like a a funny aspect of this. And when you're going on, obviously, it's really important and providers have to be really cognizant of it. But I think on the outside and now that we're past it on the back end of it, it's kind of a funny factor. So doctors and social workers could refer to the other person who was down the hall and in a similar situation, but they couldn't tell either one of you specifics. And um, I would imagine, Mary, that it added sort of this, (laughs) this fun sort of like mystery to it. And it would have been great to meet each other earlier on, I'm sure. But as Janelle said, you weren't really in a physical place to be able to do that. And so with this sort of mysterious friend down the hall, I'm just curious from a human perspective, like how did that help you through? Do you wish you had been able to meet earlier? Did that sort of mystery element of it add to the relationship? What what was that like? Well, and um, Janelle definitely put it best, like we were, we were both checking on each other. And that was the biggest thing with Megan, why she pushed for us to eventually meet. Because the first thing out of my mouth when Megan would come in the room was, how's the other mom? And she's like, seriously, that's what you're concerned about? (laughs) And immediately when she comes to the room, I'm like, how is she? Is she okay? And because that, to me, I think, not only gave me hope, but I was worried for her, just like Janelle said. And it was, <laughs> I guess it did add to the mystery because I, I wanted to be able to say her name, but I'm like the other mom that became her name. Right. <laughs> and they were trying to let us meet sooner because I was mobile, whereas Janelle was not. Uh, I was hooked up to a machine that I could actually walk with, but something happened where I got my energy got really drained and I couldn't get out of the bed. So it would have been nice to meet sooner, but unfortunately it just wasn't, I guess, in the cards <laughs> to do that. And yeah, it was, it was exciting not knowing a lot, um, but it was 
kind of frustrating too because I'm I like to refer to people as their name and not like it was it was hard for me to just be like oh the other mom right yeah it would have been helpful to have a face and a name to put with the person you were so concerned yeah. about but it's just cool to hear that that was something else y'all could both focus on was this other person who you knew was in a similar experience so that's really cool and to focus on like the patient confidentiality like the I mean Megan wasn't the only person there was also Dr. Smallfield like they both came visiting me on the regular and I believe they visited Janelle on the regular and they were very careful it was you know not to mention names ages Things like that. I mean, I didn't even know like what type of heart failure she had, why she needed a transplant. Like I just knew there was another mom that was hanging on to. And I think the biggest part for Megan is Megan is a mother. And I think our stories were hitting home for her because of that. Yeah, yeah, totally understand that. Well, Janelle, another sort of remarkable element of this story is how both of y'all's separate timelines played out. So in the understatement of the century, it's difficult to get a heart transplant for a variety of reasons. But I read in the story that VCU Health put out that doctors received news that a heart was available for each of you within hours of each other. And then the surgeries were performed only a day apart. So, I mean, that's remarkable in and of itself, but it also meant that you guys were on pretty similar timelines in terms of recovery and, and that sort of thing. So, Janelle, when you did finally get the opportunity to meet each other in person, we've talked about this whole process and the buildup and you guys asking about each other and, and so on. When you finally got to meet in person, what was that experience like for you? It was really exciting because from the buildup, I don't, I don't even think we knew each other's names till after transplant. Because before transplant, you know, everyone was being really careful about the information. And then afterwards, I don't think it was until Mary was able to pass a note to me. Actually, Dr. Smallfield um, delivered to me personally from Mary. And um, I remember, you know, with how sensitive patient confidentiality is, you know, like things were kind of sprinkled throughout time of what could be shared and and when and things like that. So I'm glad that things were kind of revealed over time and everything. So when it finally became possible for us to meet and at that time, post-surgery, after I had received the note and I had learned it was easier for me to come see Mary at her room because I was a, a little bit more mobile I was so excited and um, I was I was actually going to see her the same night. But then I ended up um, having a visitor. My my best friend um, ended up driving all the way up from Virginia Beach to come see me that night. So I, I visited with her. And so the next night I actually walked over to go see Mary. And it, it was it was just so nice. It was relieving. It was emotional. It was <laughs> all the things. And there was so much love. And it was just like, finally, we get to see each other and meet each other. But there was also so much familiarity already. You know, it it was just so beautiful. And it was just like, you know, finally, we're able to see meet and and share with each other, you know, what we just had went through. It was like, hey, we just we're here on the other side. (laughs) We're both here on the other side. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's awesome. And Mary, I understand y'all still keep in touch pretty often despite your busy lives. I know you both have young families. And I want to point out for our listener, when I when I started this conference call, I sort of jumped into the whole, you know, this is how this podcast works. This is how recording works. Do you have any questions sort of thing? And, and they're like, well, hang on. 
Mary, how are you, Janelle? How are you? I was like, oh my gosh, I should have given you space to do that. So it's evident how close y'all are, but Mary, y'all still keep in touch pretty regularly. When I came home, I have four children. So my, it was, I was still recovering. So it was like spending time with them made me exhausted. Right. So I didn't spend time on the phone very rarely, but I would try to make sure every couple of days to check in and and Janelle, like if I, if I didn't check in, she would check in with me. But I know when we first went home, it was like every single day. Wow. We were making sure like, are you okay? How's it going? I mean, I, if new things come up, like just the other day, I noticed I, I was getting more bruises on my legs. And I'm like, is that something that you're experiencing? Um, I mean, I talked to the coordinators, of course, about it, given the medications I'm on and stuff. But I asked her stuff like that when new things happen. I'm right. like, hey, are you experiencing this? <laughs> you know, like, so if she does experience it, she knows that it's a symptom that I'm also having. But it's, we definitely have a different recovery. I mean, the coordinators say everybody's different. There's different factors. There's age factors. There's the heart that you got factors. But um, I love sharing that with Janelle because she's somebody who's going through that too. And it, again, just like in the hospital, knowing that she was there, it makes you feel like you're not alone because all of my family members know I had a heart transplant, but none of them will ever understand what that means or feels like. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's comforting to have someone who has had that similar experience and someone you can use sort of as a soundboard and a support system. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much for sharing that. Before I let both of you go, it's tradition on this podcast to ask our guests a few fun questions just to close things out. So I have a list of 10 mystery questions that we'll draw from. So when you're ready, you can both give me one number from one to 10 and I'll read you that corresponding question. So Janelle, go ahead and give me one number from one to 10. Seven. Seven. And Mary, what would you like to choose? Five. Lucky number five. Okay. We'll go with number seven first. This is for Janelle. If you could choose one superpower to have or any one skill to master, what would it be and why? I feel like those are like two different questions because if I were to have a superpower, I would love to fly. A master skill, a guitar wizard. That'd be great. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good answer. (laughs) That's a good answer. Okay. And Mary, number five, if you could spend the day with one person from history, living or otherwise, who would it be and why? Any person from history. Oh, my goodness. This is hard. These are tough <laughs> questions. I know. We don't we don't make it easy on you. Oh, there's so many, but I'm just going to randomly pick one. Um, does it have to be like super historical or can it be like a pop singer? Oh, no, no. It can be. It can be anyone. <laughs> it can be anyone. People have done actors, actresses, singers, athletes, you name it. Okay. Okay. So I would have to say Michael Jackson. Love it. Because I feel like he had a very complex life. He went through a lot of trials and tribulations. And I would actually kind of like to see where he lived. Right. Right. Because I feel like it was a really fun, magical place. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not to mention his incredible catalog of music. So, yes, those are two great answers. Uh, And with that, we've come to the close of another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. We want to once again thank our guests Janelle Hull and Mary Small for joining us today and sharing their stories with us. So thank you both so much. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you.